Cub Scouts for six months and we got in trouble, me and my little troop, for we were supposed to get our merit badge for collecting garbage and we went instead to a dumpster and pulled trash out of the dumpster and put <laughs> it in our bag. I don't Why know. Why do that? I don't know. We were a little rotten third graders and then I decided I wanted to play baseball so I quit Cub Scouts and never went back. When you say play baseball, you mean like with your one friend in your, in your neighborhood? <laughs> You were forming team. a league. I bet you you were undefeated. <laughs> this was still when I was doing uh, Fight Club with those little kids in. Wait, this is when you were in grade. third grade. So were you in Cub Scouts in um, France? No, you you got to get my whole timeline correct. Oh, I'm sorry. You've it's very such confusing. An life. I lived in was France. Was this when you were in France with no friends but just video cassettes, or was it when you were at home with one friend? <sighs> I feel like you're slandering my childhood a little bit. I'm so bit. glad you have us now. You've grown your friends by at I least like, 100%. I feel like you're really just getting some things out that maybe you've thought about me for a long time. And it's taken you to get to the finale together, to get this but out. But your timeline is checkered to say the least. Okay, so kindergarten you, well, I'm sorry, grade. were you counting your um, neighbor's older brother's posters of women as your friends? <laughs> Girls on Lamborghinis. <laughs> All right, you want to do a quick timeline? You want to do a quick timeline? Okay, kindergarten through third grade, I lived in Lexington, South Carolina. This was Street Fight, Red Bank. Okay. Uh, For eight months in first grade, we lived in France. We were there for just a blip. You make it seem like you lived there for a lot longer than eight months. We come back. We moved to Greenville, fourth through seventh grade, live in Greenville. This was when we, uh, you know, this is one-on-one baseball. Of course. Then back to France for seventh and eighth grade. Oh. And then to Columbia for ninth through college did you ever have like a little parisian girlfriend i did not did not have any parisian girlfriends oh, he was watching I've video said, cassettes I've heard that. Day. you were a bit of a wispy boy i believe you've said before <laughs> i was a wispy child <laughs> seventh grade part of my awkward decade that i had there oh, in the middle uh, whenever okay. you describe yourself as that well, i imagine you as one of those fluffy dandelions that your mom's like don't blow fluffy dandelion fluffy dandelion that's how she imagines you never been described as that <laughs> All right, welcome well- to the Season five, episode eight. eight. This is a solid start. The grand finale. Last that's, episode. that's quite the rolling start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we are. That's Ryan. I am. <laughs> wait, you threw me off there. I got you. <laughs> you are. You just got double bounced verbally. <laughs> Inspired a lot this season. Yeah, yeah. Right, I thought um, you know, like improv, like that's right. I thought you were calling. Yep, and Barry's over here. Boy, so. you're really throwing everybody off. They're gonna I want to. I've already done the intro. Listen, now. I thought you guys. We can't go back. Like, and we're watching Caddyshack. I was trying to see if you were gonna follow us on that one, Colleen. You almost didn't. I got it. Had a little hitch in your giddy oh. up there. Well, I'm so excited to watch Caddyshack. this Caddyshack. None of us have seen this. None of us have. I've seen parts of this movie. Do y'all, general idea, like I feel like it is a there's 70s golf movie. Golf. I know that there's a lot of comedians that are in it. Like a lot of people who after this got really huge. Do you feel like they were huge beforehand too? I'm looking at yeah, the poster. Yeah, I think they were, like this was like towards the beginning of their film. Can you show us poster so we can all yeah. go off the same? <clears throat> all right, so uh, we, can, we can figure out who is in oh, this. Oh, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Their, their heads are coming out of the golf hole. I can't see the rest of them. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. Uh, and a young Bill Murray back Love here. Love it. Who's that other guy? 
Um, that is a guy named Michael O'Keefe mm. or Ted Knight. I'm not sure, but mm. they're, they're <laughs> okay. build. One of them is not listed. So One of them. <laughs> it's either Ted or Michael. We'll figure it out uh, after we watch it. But this is our poster here. Okay. So Caddyshack, uh, since this is a season finale and we, none of us have seen this, mm-hmm. we're all going to give our potential plot sure. of what could be. Go ahead and kick us off, why don't you? Oh, you're telling me to do that. Okay, yeah. great. So you've got... <laughs> This is going to go perfect. All right. So you've got uh, Chevy Chase here. Looks like a well-to-do businessman. Ronnie Dangerfield, a little more uh, salt of the earth. Bill Murray, even saltier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And then either Michael or Ted uh, appears to be Chevy's dad. <laughs> okay. uh, so what I'm going to say is that uh, Chevy and his father own this golf resort. And these other two guys are... Ryan's back to the resorts. <laughs> And again, family resorts are I feel Ryan. like I need a counselor after this. Like, what's what inside you what's wants to own a resort or go to one What with inside your family? Of you only wants to vacation somewhere you don't have to leave okay, with going. your family? Which the only movie that actually happened was Mama Mia. That is true. A family resort, and yes. I guessed wrong. Yeah, you did. Uh, uh, okay, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a resort. It's a rundown Grecian hotel. The windows were falling off. Can we go back to that for a second? If I own such a nice we piece of property, can't. I would care a little okay. bit more about it. She inherited it. The upkeep of it. Okay, Take it's expensive. Listen, Caddyshack. Teach yourself some things, and she had no idea what she was doing. Uh, Caddyshack. Okay, so Chevy and his years. father, Ted or Michael, own this golf club, and Rodney Dangerfield... Uh, <laughs> It's a golf club. Like one. <laughs> Not a singular golf club, more of a golfing country club? Yeah, a sure. country club. Uh, they own it. Rodney Dangerfield is a golfer, and uh, I feel like it is maybe like the haves and the have-nots, and it's kind of like a, a battle for maybe membership or like, you know, Rodney Dangerfield shows up. He's not allowed to golf there because he, he looks, <coughs> looks look poorer or okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bill Murray, maybe it's just like a – he's like a comedic golfer. Maybe he's just like – just shows up and – okay. He's cross-eyed in this picture. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what so you're doing So I don't feel like he's very good at it. But I feel like it is a golf tournament for like ownership or membership of the club oh. versus the haves and the have-nots. Okay. 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 So that's my take. Ryan, you missed some major things. There is a massive like groundhog over looming over this country club. Oh, that's oh. gigantic. How did you look at this? How did you miss that? I didn't. I thought it was smoke. Maybe the country club was on fire. Well, it looks like that's also part of it. Um. Okay. So, I'm going to say, uh, well, I don't want to steal your golf tournament, but I feel like that Go has to it. be a piece of it. So, I'm going to say the old guy, Ted, that's the question, the man in question. Or Michael. Ted or Michael <laughs> <laughs> is the owner of the golf club, and he has a... So, you're taking... You're the so one single golf club? <laughs> how's that, I how's did it, it feel also. Now? I did it too. How's it feel? The golf resort. <laughs> the golf resort. His putter. <laughs> putter. Okay, hold on. I barely know her. <laughs> hold on. My plot is going to differ from yours. I promise. The so far. Those, he's, his son doesn't own it with him. How about that? Well, Non-related <laughs> to any of these members. So Ted slash Mike owns this country club, and he is uh, putting on a prestigious golf tournament uh, to raise money to help. Yep. <laughs> This feels good. <laughs> a different organization. A okay. different organization? Yeah. Why do they help? What, what yeah, kind of organization? Like, um, clubs for kids. Clubs, clubs for, for kids. kids. 
where they can get what kind of kids? poor Orphans? kids getting poor kids into the golfing. Oh yeah, really helpful. That's, yeah, hobby. a very good you know skill, a life Wait, skill. I, you, it's like teaching go. them how to network. <laughs> how you get ahead in life guys right, it's like one percent i believe and they call so, that fake it till you make it colleen <laughs> i'm gonna say chevy chase is a news reporter at this golf oh, tournament okay uh bill murray is the caddy for rodney dangerfield who okay. is the leading like that the, he's the one who's everyone everyone's predicting to win he's the okay. tiger woods of this tournament he's the, he's the shooter McGavin. he's the shooter mcgavin he will win the most money that will then go to this charity for which again is clubs for kids. <laughs> clubs for kids. That is correct. But during this tournament, uh, the course is everything is going wrong because there it is infested with groundhogs Ooh. that are uh, like digging holes in the wrong spots. Like people extra, are thinking, extra golf holes. Right. Like, extra, where do yeah, they put the and ball? And then they're like, uh. oh, or like they pick up a golf ball and they run off with it. So it's like a lot of like, <laughs> like you a know, caper, if you will. It's a caper. I mean, it's a caper movie, is what I've heard. We're going to land um, on hijinks. You looked up the word caper. There might be some crime <laughs> I mean, involved. Who knows? Theft is a crime, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think. Uh, all of this happens, and then you. I'm. I'm going to take a, a wild guess here that Chevy Chase is the bad guy and has Ooh. something to do with all the groundhogs that have been released. So he's against clubs he's for kids. He's for clubs for kids, but he does not want uh, Bill Murray to get the accolades. Nope, Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> to, to get the, the accolades okay. of winning. He is. Uh, he's pulling for another golfer who's more of a sub character and didn't make this cover. Gotcha. Maybe Ted or Mike. The other. Guy. The, the other one. Yep. Okay. All right, May. I'm going to try to take this in a slightly different direction, but I do agree with you guys on the golf tournament. I feel like that's something we can all agree on because this has to conclude in something and the golf tournament makes sense. But I'm going to make a wild guess and say that there is a caddy, but caddies are usually teens. And so I'm going to guess that the caddy is not on this cover. Okay. And that these are maybe the main guys, but I would say maybe we see this movie through the lens of this teen who's caddying maybe to save money for school or something for the okay. summer. And he caddies for this cast of characters. Maybe he's like main ca- caddy for the old guy because he looks the richest, but these are all the different people that they're coming, that he's coming like in contact with in contact with throughout the movie who are he's all, the common thread he's the common thread he's probably like the straight player the one who's like the most normal and everybody else has something a little bit eccentric and so he can stick by the side of maybe the older guy but he's just watching the rest of these guys like just living like their lives and being physical comedians then like uh, great probably, outdoors probably similar to that in that way it allows all of them to kind of be their own like weird like maybe I would say um Rodney Dangerfield probably is an alcoholic. Bill Murray is probably like stupid and weird. Like maybe he gets hit in the head with the ball one too yeah. many but times. But he's savant and he's very good at golf. Um, that would actually be <laughs> hilarious if he was. I would say that Chevy Chase is probably super conceited know-it-all and that Ted slash Michael is just really rich. Oh, okay. Like that is his personality type is that he's, he's really rich. rich. Okay. And then I would say that the groundhogs are terrorizing the course, but that it is more like the raccoons from Great Outdoors in that they're just these like little funny moments where they just pop up and then I could see it at the end like <clears throat> swaying the outcome of the game because he like the ball could roll in but like a gopher pops out of the hole or whatever animal we landed on it being. Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, really tell I'm not an expert in small rodents but I think they call them groundhogs <laughs> for a reason. It's a meerkat. <laughs> it's not a meerkat. But I would say it takes cl- place around... <laughs> 
I would say it takes place around a country club and that none of these guys are the ones that own it. They're all just like the different cast of characters there and that the caddy is actually like a teen who's really just trying to make it through the summer and make enough money to go to college. Gotcha. Okay. That's my guess. Well, there we go. Caddyshack. <sighs> Let's watch it. <laughs> like hot bucket. <laughs> I'm on the roadie it. now. I'm on the road. Road? It's a nicer one. The, Linz, the Lindsay roadie? The Lindsay roadie. <laughs> um, uh, I was on the old one, all? which, well, I was used to be on this one, I think, and Alex said, hey, swap out that mic because the one you have doesn't pick up, like, side sound very well. Oh. So we need more of your side sounds? Yeah, 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 yeah. my side sound is where <laughs> You it's can't at. hear when you just oscillate around the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's yelling into a fan. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Three sixty sound. <laughs> Caddy Shack. What? A, I'm all right. It sounds like the Saved by the Bell. Uh, oh yeah, song. it totally does. It's all right because I'm Saved, saved by, by the, the Bell. I'm, I'm all right. right. Kenny Loggins. Wow, you could make a little mashup of that. Huh? I won't, but you could. You, <laughs> you should. Could. I love Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Footloose. It's one of my hype tracks. King of the soundtracks. It'll be the next musical we watch with Ryan. I would. I've never seen Footloose. That's Whoa! Not, or Flashdance. Well, okay. Flashdance is really good, but Footloose is, you're going to have very similar issues to Dirty Dancing. Minus is the Is it abortion. like Dirty Dancing meets Mamma Mia? <laughs> no. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's much more like Dirty Dancing than it is like Mamma Mia. Oh, that's great. It's almost nothing like. But it's like also a musical. Mamma Mia. Yeah. So it's like Mamma Mia. In the sense Whoa. that the cast sings at each other instead of having conversations. Um, it does. It's a, it is not like Mamma Mia at all. I would not compare it to that in any way, shape, or form. Fantastic. I'm gonna try to get us back on track here. Let's <laughs> go. Let's talk about the caddy. The caddy shack. The <laughs> caddy shack. No the one and only likes to use its caddy proper shack. Name, the caddy the shack. The caddy shack. Full Christian name. We. Uh, I was not close on my uh, guesstimate. Mary was very. Close. I was Mary's very close. close. Other than Almost I think, like you cheated. I did. Like, cheat? you read? Did you read before? I, I did. We had that this like kid is weird. Like it's like. Uh, you know, I was just to trying to school. do and a different golf, summer and the gophers and the golfers did. and the things. Um, I did not get it all right. I did not get Chevy Chase's character. Had to right throw us off the scent a little yeah. bit. 
She looked it up. She up. She's like trying to look smart. Why can't I just be good at it? Why do I have to cheat in order to be right? Finally, I look smart. Do you know how many dumb things have come out of my mouth on this podcast? Not enough. I make myself cringe sometimes when I talk, and I'm like, you don't mean that. Why did you say it? Well, let's talk about Caddyshack, though. I loved it. It was fantastic. It was, it was I really totally understand why so many people like it. Should, Honestly, after watching Caddyshack, I think I need to watch Animal House. Animal House is great. I mean, great in the sense, like, it's great like Caddyshack. Like, yeah, if you're that's okay why with, I like, think if I like Caddyshack, that I kind should of watch it. collegiate humor. Turns out it's my preference. Well, there's Harold Ramis is your guy, then. Yeah, I, I really like. I liked this more than um, Christmas Vacation. Didn't he do that, too? Uh, or he just did regular vacation. He did the regular vacation. I don't think, I mean, he might have had like a role in it. I but. just think that I might appreciate adult humor more than family friendly humor, but adult <laughs> humor with a juvenile spin. <laughs> Which is <laughs> because really a lot of it's like very immature, mature humor. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. I love it. It was fun. Yeah. It was great. It was very Colleen, fun. what are your thoughts? Well, we'll get to that at the end. That's a good I point. I thought it was great. Great you point. You tell us whatever facts you'd like a to say before background. I do the summary. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. What, what are you trying to say? That right, every time so we're ready to do the this summary, the, and you're like, first, let me tell you some facts. Let me get just set the stage. <laughs> 1980 classic Caddyshack, named by ESPN, which is known for their uh, movie prowess mm-hmm. as one of the greatest sports <laughs> movies of all time. Yeah, that's what the M in ESPN stands for. <laughs> is, Wait, M? M st- yeah, there ESPN. is none. Oh, I was like, Okay, like, I thought you were just. I she, was, she was making a joke that went over our heads. I missed but it. I thought she was embarrassed. <laughs> did you think it was, she ESPN? it was ESPN? No, I didn't. But my joke didn't land, and I want to start over. Harry, <laughs> <laughs> you've called so many uniforms costumes. We just didn't know where you were at with ESPN as a whole. <laughs> Just wasn't sure if you knew. No, I was saying, like, they're obviously not known for their movie prowess. Oh, that makes sense now. Can we start over? (laughs) Nope. Go back to the beginning. It hasn't been that good yet anyway. We'll start start, uh, named by ESPN as one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Maybe the funniest sports movie of all time. So... But you know, uh, that's what they said. Do you remember the Titans? Not funny. Hilarious. <laughs> Are you trying to- Rookie of the Year? <laughs> Rookie of the what Year. About Very fantastic. funny. Um, dodgeball. Is that a sports movie? It have Dodgeball feels athletic to me. <sighs> Bench warmers? I haven't seen it. You're naming some obscure ones right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to think off like the top of my head because I of, didn't like, plan for this. That's, that's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Well, this came out in the summer of 1980, the same summer as Blues Brothers came out. Oh. This was a great year for movies, by the way. Yeah. 1980, Airplane came out, 9 to 5, Dolly Parton's classic. <gasps> Empire Strikes Back. I love 9 to 5. Any Which Way You Can, which is the uh, Clint Eastwood and a Monkey movie. Um, you know, that sounds terrible. No, Dunson checks in, I think Dunstan is what that's called. Very similar, yeah. but with Clint Planet Eastwood of the Apes. instead of, mm, no, different. Uh, so it was a great year for movie, great summer for movies. Uh, directed by, what? What are you giggling about? <laughs> great year for movie? <laughs> well, you going to let that one slide? Could just let that one go? I, just, I was trying. I just, Here I am. Doing it was my like, <laughs> adult best, and you. It was like the Google Translate version, is all. You know Very good like- year for movie, nineteen eighty. <laughs> Big film year. <laughs> That's really, really offensive, but good. I'm sorry. <laughs> like honestly, I'm sorry to was- all of our 
Eastern no. European friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all of our Latvian listeners. We do listeners, have a really large Eastern be, European You would be base. shocked how many stickers and buttons I've mailed to, to, to Lithuania. It really Latvia. brightens up the place. Up, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Send us an email. We'll send oh, us some buttons and stickers. I Hope you got your buttons, William. <laughs> and your stickers. That we've been saying it every week. Mary, well, I check right now. While we're check the email. Check. There could be hundreds, if not Hundreds. Of I wasn't going to go thousands. I knew that was beautiful. If much. not tens. Tens um, of tens. Last season, none, someone did email us and I didn't see it until like two months after. If there's no emails, just don't say anything. <sighs> All right. Let me get through this movie. Directed by Harold <laughs> Ramis, his first directorial debut. Direct, directorial debut. His You only get one direct, not his first directorial Why debut. Why don't you just. <laughs> So let's go back. Let's get back to the I don't even want to jump on that. We just got you for good years for movies. All right, and here we go. (laughs) Directed by Harold Ramis. Uh, This is his directorial debut. He's been the writer of so many movies. Uh, Written or directed Animal House, Meatballs, Stripes, Vacation, Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day. Colleen, he directed four episodes of The Office. What? Which so ones? Uh, I didn't look that deep. I just okay. saw well, that he You knew I was obviously going to ask I knew you were going to ask, and then I just didn't. Uh, but this was his, like his debut, uh, starring a, we mentioned them in the first half, but a a who's who of 80s comedians. Yep. Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, Ted Knight, who I did not know. He was a comedian? Well, yeah. well, he was famous. He was in Mary for Tyler Moore's like, show, so he was funny. in like okay. comedy shows. But he wasn't like a stand-up comedian. And then yeah, Michael O'Keefe, who we weren't sure who Ted and Michael were. Michael's the young uh, Danny boy. Danny, Ted, old judge. Uh, and then everybody else is kind of like a you know a B list, except for Brian Doyle Murray, who we know from Christmas Vacation as uh, Chevy Chase's boss, oh. the man who gives away the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, that really? guy. Who happens to be Bill Murray's brother. Yes, that part is, I knew. Which is Oh, my gosh. Oh, never mind. Um, the soundtrack done by Kenny Loggins, I'm All Right. I'm um, All Right. This actually kicked off like he became the king of soundtracks after he did It's All Right or I'm All Right. Um, that sounds like a fun kingdom to live in. Oh, yeah. King of soundtracks. He did the soundtracks. He did the Footloose soundtrack theme, and he also did Danger Zone for Top Gun. And the theme of Over the Top, the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie. You guys probably love that one. Uh, Huge fan. Watch it every year. You never seen it? Over the Top, where he's a truck driving arm wrestler. Are you really surprised we haven't seen this? You. Yeah, you just hear that again. Did you hear the summary? (laughs) Truck driving arm wrestling. Yeah, that does not. Why would you not watch it? His name is Lincoln Hawk in the movie. What are you looking up? We're looking at, oh man, he directed um, a Benihana Christmas. Sorry, this is back to Office episodes. Um, safety training, which is a fantastic one. Beach games and the delivery. Beach games, that's a good one. Beach too. games is a really good What's one. What's the delivery? Is that where the watermelon? I think so. Oh. oh, or it's or is that when there's that like gross thing in Michael's office? Or Pam mm. actually delivers your baby? I think it's the delivery where oh I don't know which one. It yeah, is. yeah. Is totally the one where one. it's that one where Dwight has the watermelon. Um. No, it's where where is there's where Pam. an ultra feast between Pam and Kevin. Ultra feast. An ultra face. And then is, Pam yeah. goes into labor. So he directed some really great episodes. He yeah. did. Um, but yeah, so this was this was a hit of 1980, but not really at the box office. Kind of did like decent at the box office. Um, became much more of kind of a cult classic once it hit VHS cassette. Uh, 
and that's pretty much the background. It was All right. a disaster to make, though. Yeah, we apparently. could talk about that after. All right. Well, I'm going to do a short summary because I think we have a lot of fun facts to get to, but um, I might forget stuff, so... You guys can help me. We're here to help. Please do. Uh, Danny is a young caddy who um, maybe down on his luck, doesn't have a lot of uh, money. Seems like he lives in a very chaotic household. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. Um, but he wants to go to college. And so he's working at this golf club. Uh it's so funny to call it a golf club every time it makes me laugh. I think they call it like a they country, it a country club, club. A country club. Colin, you know about country club. <laughs> I do not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he works at this country, country club. club. I just got all of my words mixed up in my head. <laughs> he works at a country club uh, as a caddy to try to raise money to get into college. And then while he's there, they end up doing this caddy tournament where you can win a scholarship and so all of that is happening and then you have the uh the judge ted knight who is a very influential does he own the club he's like a part owner Mm -hmm. part owner of the club and so he's there and then rodney dangerfield who is al i believe yes al cervic al uh he is the eccentric golfer who is pretty good uh and he wants to basically turn the club into like a property investment condos See, yep. Here to help. It's, it's, it's that it's was a team a, effort. Yeah, we're 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 going, and then Mary. <laughs> I need a drink. I'm Slinging not talking. around your giant. <laughs> I'm being subtle. <laughs> it is subtle. And then you have a. Uh, it's Ch- a big construction worker thermos, folks. <laughs> she pulled out of an old metal lunchbox. <laughs> It's been hard work in the mines. I have to wear a mask. In Chicago. <laughs> the Chicago mines. All right. And then you have uh, Chevy Chase, who plays Ty. He is like uh, probably the best golfer there. He's kind of like a guru. And he is um, kind of like a mentor to Danny throughout mm. the whole thing. Um, that's pretty much his Maybe only. Maybe not the mentor you want, but the one you got. Yeah. Well, he's a fu- he's fun. Mm-hmm. He's a fun guy. Yeah. He's, like, enjoyable to hang out with. Yeah. And then, uh, lastly, you have Bill Murray, who's the other main character in this, who is the groundskeeper, who is basically just trying to get rid of the gophers that have taken over the golf course. And so, uh, lots of things happen throughout the tournament, and... I don't know. Is there? Is there? I don't want to ruin the ending. If we're going to talk about stuff, but. there is a love interest. There is a love interest. Oh boy, I love of. to see it. Very. There's a lot of. She love loves. Interest. She loves a lot of people. Oh boy. Okay. No uh, judgment, though. Lacey Underall. <laughs> Is that uh, her name? The niece of the judge. Yeah. And she's she uh, from Manhattan. She finds her way around. Uh, she does. Bushwood Country Club. Meets yeah. Chevy Chase personally. Uh, gets to know. Young Danny, biblically. <laughs> I see this movie as a clashing of the generations. Yeah? There's like three three generations that are present, right? Like That's the true. good old boys. Yeah, the judge. The guys who want to change things up and make the club more fun to be around. Would you say that's Chevy and Rodney mm. in this case? And then the the teens that are rising up and getting ready to go take Ooh, on their new thing. I like that They're take. just, they're just like all trying to blend. It's that's a class struggle, is. though. I feel like there's also like the... A little bit. The haves, the newly haves, and then the never haves. Yeah. But they're not so much like fighting each other. No, it's all just kind of so like, they're all really just kind of colliding. They're coexisting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All in this one thing, which is really, that's why I think it's so interesting to watch. Because there are all these people that think that they're right, but really just don't understand each other at all. And then you have the colorful um, presence of Bill Murray and the gopher that just kind of keep things fun. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think uh, it is, 
I feel like there's a lot of these like styles of movies we've watched, at least from this era, where it's like, here's a bunch of little funny vignettes without much of a plot whatsoever. Did you read that the director's cut of this movie is four and a half hours long? Four and a half hours long. Honestly, I read it and I was like, that's too long. And then I was like, shoot. I would actually like to watch that. Harold Ramis said every joke was so funny he didn't want to cut anything. To have that on. That's called being too close to the project. Sorry. (laughs) That's true. That is being too close to the project. But um, I think it'd be fun to have on like in the background. Like if I was like meal prepping on like a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon uh, to just like have that on the TV would be great. I wouldn't want to sit down and watch it for four and a half hours. No, that'd be too long. But to just have it on and be able to enjoy it. I'm sure there were like tons of little scenes that got cut out. Yeah. They said that the whole, it was supposed to be a lot more about Danny, but they kind of turned him into kind of yeah. a, they turned everybody into bit characters. I it was never that was really so like interesting. A, they pivoted so much on this movie, right? Is that was why even like thinking through the summary, I'm like, it's like four different plots that are kind of happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. and none really well. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really. That's why I would be curious to see the four and a half hour version because I wonder if it's just more vignettes or if you actually get to care about each of the characters because it's kind of like could have been three or four totally different movies just depending on how you edited it. Well, they pitched it as Animal House on a golf course. Um, And that was the only reason they were able to make it because Animal House had been so successful. Like, oh, we'll take all these pieces and we'll put it on a golf course. And then instead, did you see that they ended up modeling it kind of after like a Marx Brothers movie? I saw that. And assigned each of the three guys like who one of the brothers would have been in the movie so that they could follow a really similar format to it. At least like in what their their motivations or whatever. I would have have actually really liked to see a version where Danny was the main character because I feel like it would have been like Animal house meets like fast times well I think it was supposed to be more of a coming of age story that had like more seriousness which they kept in that one part where like his girlfriend thought she was pregnant all of a sudden and it got it took a sharp uh, after school special turn there where you were like that was a little bit unexpected didn't see that coming that plot line was tough in general because you're like you like him and then you like her much at all though well it's just hard well you don't, but then you're also like you. You think of her as his girlfriend, and then mm-hmm. he gets with the other girl, and right. then it kind of you're like, what the? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just well, not enough time what to do the all of it. Reviewer said when they saw it, it was just like all these like bit pieces that mm-hmm. just kind of trailed off and like yeah. never really made sense, and there was no really great transition. Right. In fact, they said that the executive producer, a guy named John Peters, who was actually got the job because he was Barbara Streisand's boyfriend. Wow, interesting. Uh, what does she have to do with this movie? She. So the studio wanted her, Orion Studios, wanted her next movies, and so they let her boyfriend be the producer of this. Oh, that's movie. interesting. He also was kind of a kind of a uh, a bad guy a little bit. Harold Ramis found out that he had hired Playboy to come to a photo shoot of the the girl Lacey Underall during what? her little um, scene with Young Danny. They mm-hmm. were going to take photos and put them in the magazine. And Harold Ramis shut it down. He was like, no, um, we're not doing that for promotion. She didn't want to do it. There, I actually wrote down a couple things because I saw like different things men- mentioned in different areas. And I was like, okay, her name's Cindy Morgan. And um, she didn't even want to be nude in the movie at all. And they she did not called- listen to her. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you're watching this with your kids, maybe... Uh- don't watch it with your kids. Maybe wait. If you've never seen boobs before, press pause. <laughs> but so she didn't actually want to be nude in the movie at all and was super uncomfortable with it. And so she called the director to tell him. And while he was on the phone with her, that producer 
took the phone, went out and talked to her and came back and said she's doing the scene. And apparently it's because he said that if she didn't do this nude scene, she would never work in Hollywood again. And then he set up that Playboy shoot and she was like, I don't want to do this. And so uh, the director ended up canceling it for her. And she got super, super uncomfortable with all of the improv um, that Chevy Chase was doing during the like oil scene. Like she didn't know about most of the stuff. And when at one point in that scene, when she goes, you're crazy. That's her actual reaction. Not a line. (laughs) Because (laughs) like he was overstepping her boundaries so much. And she was just like actually reacting to it in the scene and stopped acting. And then if that's not bad enough, In the scene where she does that dive at the pool, oh yeah, um, she. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we remember. <laughs> well, you probably read this. <laughs> well, that it's a fancy dive. Tony. She, That's why I remember it. <laughs> she couldn't. Pretty sure it was a one piece. <laughs> uh, she couldn't wear her contacts into the pool. And so they had to walk her over because she's legally blind and couldn't oh see. And they this wanted her to do this dive so bad that they had to like lead her over to the and up to the edge of the diving board. And she had to do the whole thing blind because they like wanted it to be in the movie so bad. That's pretty funny. But the upside is Yeah, give us an upside because I am feeling she not did, great she about the right now. Ended up dating um Tony Denunzio in real life for two years after. Tony Denunzio would be who? The, the other caddy. The other caddy? The old fancy caddy. The bad boy the sleeveless caddy. sleeveless bad boy the hottie caddy he definitely oh. like golfed the caddy tournament in like a a button down yeah. shirt and slacks that's because he's a, he's your Italian it's the Italians versus the Irish Catholics oh I got you you know you know well back to is. John Peters though he's the yeah. one who actually saw a little scene with the gopher and said that's the only piece unifying the entire movie Let's go get more of that gopher and have that kind of be the thing that goes through it. So they went and hired one of the puppeteers and character designers from Star Wars to create this. <laughs> it like, wasn't great. No, it wasn't it awesome. Was, but they created all these extra to. scenes with the gopher and made that the unifying piece <laughs> of the so entire weird. movie. I can't imagine it without it. And though. then they went and got the flipper uh, sounds from the TV show Flipper to use for the voice it's of the gopher. It's all dolphin sounds. Isn't that amazing? And so oh they cut gosh. out all like the like the serious storylines with Danny and replaced it with gopher scenes. <laughs> and so Kenny Loggins saw the gopher dance at the end and wrote the theme song "I'm All Right" after he saw the gopher dance. So the whole thing is about wow. the gopher, whether or not you like it or not. The gopher, the gopher is there to stay. It. It's like the raccoons, but even um, I read that. Uh, to the end of his life, even though the film became better appreciated over time, the director was dissatisfied with this being his first movie. He was quoted as saying, all I see are compromises and things we could have done better, um, mm. which is that. rough. And he said that his, was- his greatest complaint was that no one in the film other than Michael O'Keefe was able to swing his or her golf clubs correctly. <laughs> there were some, I don't, I don't. Claim to know anything about golf. I've played two rounds of golf ever. Colin, you were on a golf I actually team at feel one point, like you would you? like golfing. I took and I golf. feel like Colin would like golf. I took golf in college. Wow. Were you good? No. Now is the time you to seem brag like if you were, were. I wasn't good. Did you I win promise. a scholarship? I did. That's how I got to college. <laughs> so you got, a, you got a golf scholarship to college, but this you is weren't a bit very good. Autobiographical. Let's hear about it. It was. This movie was autobiographical, though. From the. The uh, Murray Brothers. The who? You know that? Bill yeah. Murray. Oh, the Murray brothers. Yeah, and yeah. his brother, who is the the Lou Loomis, the kind of the head caddy guy. Chad Michael Murray. Not Chad Michael Murray. <gasps> okay, but imagine if um, there was is. Brian you, Doyle Murray oh, and Bill Murray, and then their son was Chad, Chad Michael, Michael Murray. <laughs> Ryan just said he doesn't know who that is. Wait, what? Haven't you ever seen One Tree Hill? No. 
Haven't you ever seen the Cinderella story? I don't think I had CW or WB or whatever you watched all these shows on. That's a bummer. Chad Michael Murray. How old do you think Ryan was when that came out? Like 40? (laughs) (sighs) I hate you. All right, sorry. First he hasn't seen sorry. Seventh Heaven, uh, and now he hasn't seen One Tree Hill. So just Brian, like a, just when like I a, sing this song, uh, I, I don't want to be anything. What does that do for you? That is Gavin DeGraw. Yep, yep. And that's just a song from the radio. Wow, that is, is it something sad. else. Yeah, it's yes. a theme song of One Tree. <laughs> it was shot in North Carolina, wasn't it? Yeah, Wilmington. Wilmington. I think it was Wilmington. awesome. Great. Okay, sorry. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Uh, awesome. <laughs> My boyfriend's crazy. So this one- <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend's awesome. Uh, this was so Harold Ramis sat down with uh, Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray, who was the Caddyshack boss guy, and kind of like they told their stories of how the Murray brothers used to work on a golf course in Winnet- Winnetka. I didn't know how to say that word. It's I'm glad an, you knew. It's an Illinois place. Is it near Chicago? Not really. Mm. Sort of. It's like no. Well, they worked at the Indian Hills Country Club together as caddies, groundskeepers, and also running hot dog stands. And the oldest Murray brother, Ed, also actually won the golf caddy tournament scholarship and put himself through college. Wow. Wow. So this is very autobiographical in the sense that, like, I mean, at least the context of the place. Um, and even like the characters, like the judge and the the really yeah. old couple who didn't know where they were hitting their right. golf balls, they were like based off of characters that the Murray brothers knew. I think that's amazing. I loved it so much. I loved Bill Murray in this movie. And once I read that he improv'd all of his lines, I just like really loved it. It made it so much funnier. I for not having seen it, and I love Bill Murray. Like this was he is like in a on another level when it comes to comedy, just like the things he says and does that are so funny. I did text you guys though and said I couldn't understand a word he was saying. I had to put my captions on because I, I had. I you was watched like, it first, so I put my captions on. Did when you I watched it? And yeah, it make it I had easier. a really hard time where I'm like, I feel like this is funny, but I can't understand what he's. Um, I read that the only script direction for what became his Cinderella speech, like when he's doing like the commentary mm-hmm. and he's cutting the heads off of Cinderella those flowers, at the masters. the only thing that was in the script said Carl cuts off the tops of flowers with a grass whip. <laughs> That's it. That's they just let it. him go. Everything else, like they just started. So he filmed for like six days and they got all of his stuff and he improved everything, which I'm sure was a little bit easier because it was basically written based on his family. Right. Like, so he kind of just... Like, it wasn't like he had no idea what was going on. Like, he six was close days. enough to it. Six Imagine days how much money he probably made. And he was supposed to only be, six like, days. the tiniest part, but they thought that he was so funny that they asked him to stick around. They were right. And then added him into everywhere else. And I just, like, the, the whole scene with him and Chevy Chase, so apparently they had beef. Did you guys know? From SNL days. From SNL. They got into a fight because backstage Because Bill at SNL Murray replaced Chevy Chase on SNL. Because why what? Say that again? Bill Murray replaced Chevy Chase on SNL. So this was right after Bill oh. Murray got off of SNL. He did this movie. And he replaced Chevy Chase. So they... Chevy Chase has like a terrible reputation as a person. I just found that a couple years ago. With. Sorry, Chevy, difficult you're listening. To, no, just saying what we've heard, I'm pretty sure... Chase is very he's much alive. <laughs> well, he's also a racist, so that's wow. fine. That Ooh, is, this that's is, um, the most is recent that controversy. Yeah, it is. Is this slander? 
Uh, Can we get sued for this? I'm sorry, Chevy. That was Colleen who said that, Chevy. <laughs> if you're listening. It was not. Um, <laughs> I am not rich. Um, <laughs> I am not rich. So they didn't really like each other very much. And that's why there's only one scene of them together. And it is my favorite scene in the movie when they are in um, Bill Murray's house. Uh, air quotes around house. house. It's a dump. Um, but they didn't have a scene for them and the director wanted to add a scene for them. So he just sat down with them at lunch and they wrote that scene and then shot it that afternoon. And that is like what came up. And I think that it is so funny. Like just knowing so how much of this movie in general was improvised. Well, you can tell even like, like when so they shook cool. hands, you're like, this feels... Once I knew the background, I was like, oh, that felt like they had like a, a deeper meaning that they were kind of burying the hatch a little bit. Yeah, but, but they, they said didn't that really stay friends. So. Harold Ramis, uh, well, they never did another movie together. This was the only movie they ever did together. Hmm. And Harold Ramis said that he knew he had Bill Murray for a certain number of days, but he had no idea when he was going to show up during the 11 <laughs> weeks of filming. They had no idea where he was. What? Apparently, he had stolen Lauren Michaels' Volkswagen bug and driven it everywhere from Los Angeles to Florida to Aspen, Colorado installed a car stereo in it and when he finally arrived he rolled up in a golf cart and said which way is the youth hostel <laughs> oh my gosh wait that's amazing and they said that the following morning Bill Murray and poor Miss Cindy Morgan woke up together on a nude beach in Jupiter Florida over a hundred miles away after they had just met what <laughs> what are you kidding me I think I'm in love Apparently, with Bill Murray 80s Bill Murray was on a different level that is such a good story. Also, him stealing Lauren Michaels' car. Volkswagen bug and put a stereo also, in Also, Lauren Michael driving a Volkswagen bug. The whole bit is that just is so good. just such a rich and fantastic. I think, okay, move over, Dennis Quaid. Wow. Oh, Bill you Murray. You heard first. Yeah. Bill Murray is Mary's no, new love No, all Bill interest. Murray's. All I Bill just, Murray? Yeah, I just recently watched Bill Murray's Christmas special from like oh, three it's years ago. So it's so good. It's so good. And it just shows that he still got it. Like, he definitely has yeah, it. Yeah, he's great. There's and he's a, aged pretty there's well. There's a whole Bill Murray series on Netflix. It's just kind of like the tall tales of Bill Murray. I that just are fantastic. Uh, now He's a I'm part have owner of a baseball team in Charleston. He of lives course there. he is. He lives in Charleston. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bill, if you're listening, that is only three hours away. So I could be there tomorrow. Mary's looking morning. for a. Uh, we could what do they call Florida. those May December relationships? I'm just January December, probably kind of distant there. I'm. What is this month? August. I would like it August till we both die. Romance. <laughs> Ooh. But you heard it here I, first. We can go to Jupiter, Florida, home of Tyler C. from The Bachelor. I think that would be fun. There's parts where our lives diverge, and it's <laughs> it when you talk at about Seventh the Heaven, Bachelor right? <laughs> and any CW show. It started a lot. They aren't even. They're Dawson's not. The shows we're talking about are not too, right? CW shows. No. What are they on? The, they're like on the WB, which is, which is now what the, the CW, CW became, yeah. right? Yeah, the anyway. WB turned. Seventh Heaven CW. was on WB. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, some funny like potential castings that didn't happen that would have totally changed this movie. Uh, Mickey Rourke was in line to play Danny. Yes. Oof. Who would have been a much more serious yep. brooding Danny. Yeah, it's really think... hard for me to imagine him as a kid. And instead of Kenny Loggins, <laughs> Harold Ramis wanted Pink Floyd to do the soundtrack. That, but Harold's <laughs> too expensive, right? I like, I don't know Harold Ramis, but I'd like to. Because that man was dreaming big. He was, he was like, you know what I'd love? I'd love all these things. And Pink Floyd. He truly, I know that this was the first movie that he had directed, but it sounds like it. Like, the more stuff I find <laughs> yep. out about, like, the extreme partying that was happening on set, the Ooh. fact that they got delayed by a hurricane and they just, like, had a rager until the hurricane passed. That all of the improvisation, him wanting Pink Floyd to do the music, him bringing in all of the friends, the movie just being autobiographical. It makes it sound like one of us I'm were like, doing this yes, movie. Like, I'm going to direct a movie. Do you have any idea? No. I have no idea. <laughs> but wouldn't it be but fun? 
let's do this. It yeah. stays on track with all the movies we've done so far this year. That it there's really like does. there's this like pulling the curtain back on Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> It makes me feel so much better about the stuff that we get to create. Where I'm like, oh, everybody, else, Hollywood's doing this. They're Interesting. Like, oh, we can do this. Um, yeah, I didn't write any lines for this part, so let's just uh, let's see, let's just see just what wait. happens. Just yeah, yeah. See what happens. Um, also, Rodney Dangerfield was almost not in this movie, and I felt like he was so good. This was the first movie he had ever been in. It was supposed to be Don Rickles. I saw that. That's who was originally cast. And who they said Rodney you, Dangerfield Ryan, was, um, would oh. know as Mr. Potato Head. From what? Oh, from Toy Story. <laughs> from what? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen many potato head movies. <laughs> but Rodney Dangerfield. Some, not many. <laughs> only a couple. You're going to be specific. I've seen four. <laughs> Toy Story 1, Toy but Story Don 2. But Don Rickle, I did see that. Yeah. They said I'm, that Rodney Dangerfield was so mad or just like got self-conscious during filming because he would do like his improv jokes and no one was laughing. Yeah, he and got he, like a little bit of a complex like, about it. Why is it? no one laughing? They're like, if we laugh, we have to cut and reshoot it. So just do your bit. So I, I guess we could say it feels safe to assume that Rodney Dangerfield didn't really understand how movies work. <laughs> like many of them knew how movies work. He's like, these worked. people don't like my jokes. <laughs> Colleen, did you like the little uh, Jaws reference that was in there, though, during the pool scene with the baby Ruth? Oh, wait, hold on. I'm trying to remember. Like, <laughs> it's like Ruth. a stupid... Like that was true, though. Gag. It was that so the, gross. The Murray brothers did that in their high school pool, and that's what made them think to put, put it in there. In I mean, it does yeah, look it like a real prank that they pretty had disgusting. Pulled. It looks pretty poo-like. Sorry, what was the Jaws reference that you're talking about? Well, they about? did like the little Jaws soundtrack piece. Oh, and all yeah, the kids yeah, yeah. Were, like, yes. They were from scattering the... from the perceived poop, and then he just ate it. Can you believe that? <laughs> Even though you knew it was a candy bar, didn't you cringe so a little bit when he put that in his mouth? It was a soggy candy bar. Wasn't great. My favorite part. Okay, well, two of my favorite parts. I have two more facts. Um, so Ted Knight, the judge, he was like from old school Hollywood. So kind of along the lines of even how you saw like the ageist class system yeah. thing break down. So Ted Knight was from this very like professional Hollywood background. Mm-hmm. He worked in the Mary Tyler Moore show and done a bunch of stuff. You said you looked at so many TV. things, tons yeah. of stuff. This was actually his last movie. Yeah. Um, but he was so frustrated with everybody on set because this was like the 80s era of like SNL and right. cocaine fueled. He said that cocaine was the fuel that kept the movie running <laughs> and that everybody was Yikes. partying the whole time and not taking it seriously and he couldn't handle all the improv and he yeah. got really frustrated with like the whole process. Do you think that's why he like cashed in his chips after this? He was kind of like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. It could have been. He's like, I, I don't recognize myself in this new Hollywood. I hope it wasn't that, but it does feel like a weird coincidence if it wasn't. Like he was not too old to keep acting. But he could have kept, yeah, he could have kept going. But yeah. I think he probably just was like, you know what? I'm out. Um, do you... Oh. You go ahead. I was going to change the subject. Well, I have one more fun fact. That I, I only have one more, too. I had, ready? Rock, paper, mine. scissors, go. <laughs> you can go first. I'll go. You didn't compete, so... <laughs> it was just pretending. It was just I me. I won. Uh, all right, so, Mary, this is for you, because okay. the whole season, you've been wanting a caper. Yeah. And... The final scene of the movie was an actual caper. Yes. Because, did you know that they shot it on an actual golf course in Florida, mm-hmm. even though they were supposed to be in, in Illinois or the Midwest or something? Yeah. And Harold Ramis took out the owners of the golf club, country club, Colleen. The golf club. <laughs> the golf club. Took them out for a nice lunch. And then that's when they did all the explosives on the golf course because— While they were at lunch? While they were at lunch because the people who owned the golf course had not signed off on them blowing up a golf course. In fact, the pilot who was flying over thought another plane had crashed. The explosions (laughs) were so big. 
Explosions were huge. Harold Ramis took him out and took him out to lunch so they could blow up the whole golf course. I just assumed that was fake. It says uh, they did that and they were able to get away with it at the the Rolling Hills Country Club. Well, because at a certain point, like... I guess you know? all you can say is I'm sorry. Like, you guys were you I'm asked sorry. forgiveness, not permission, uh, and that's actually like didn't a mean good to blow call. Yeah. Golf course, we did though. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. It may feel like this is convenient timing, was, but only because it was. Yeah. They're like, what was that? I don't know. That's crazy. What happened? Anyway, um, pass the shrimp cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Another drink for you. What was your last uh, um, fact? So Michael O'Keefe, who played Danny. Yes. To clear that up once and for all, Ted was the old one, Michael was the young one. We had no idea. That's on us. <laughs> um, after this movie came out, he actually stayed away from golf for 25 years oh after gosh, the film. Really? Those yeah, scars? I guess he Why tried would you not to go. Lean into it he like... tried to go one time to play golf, and everybody came uh... out and watched him, and he, it was too much pressure to perform. So he just didn't golf for 25 years. When I was researching this movie, there were so many like golf.com and golf digest articles. Like, I think golfers, obviously, but they like, revere this movie That's even Tiger Woods played like Carl in a, a commercial like he dressed up as like the groundskeeper like I think they really? all loved it and, it's probably uh, one of the only movies about their sport that's true there's not a whole lot of golf movies that <laughs> you're like you Happy Gilmore about? I guess Happy Gilmore came along later but this one at least feels like it's like part of that Happy Gilmore's feels even more yeah because you wouldn't irreverent. think a lot happens on a golf course it's like how they don't make a lot of movies just about fishing it's true it's like kind of a slow sport I can't think of a kind of a good fishing movie <laughs> You can't think of one or you can? Is there a good Finding movie? Nemo. That okay, they're just fish in a movie. <laughs> so that's a slightly Big different. Fish, that's a different. Big fish. Yeah, that's different. Um, but yeah. So Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was great. I 10 loved out of 10. it. Yeah. Wait, we have. I'm sorry. Took that back. <laughs> Hold on. Caddyshack. Whoa, that's a premature rating. Wow. <laughs> didn't even try, did you? You just kind of went, just went for it. I Straight this was numbers. A good closure, though. This was like a great like summer ender movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Same. It was clear that for most of the movies that we watched, the people who were in them really had a blast making them. Yes. And that's really fun. You could tell that they. this feels like one of those. I wasn't part of this era of comedy, like Meatballs and Animal House and all that. But yeah, you could I'm tell it looks like they had a good that. time yeah. making movies. Yeah. Similar to how like Adam Sandler makes all his movies now with his friends. But these feel like they're more funny than those. Yeah. Oh, man. It's funny. I feel like this is kind of like, maybe not, it could be like Anchorman-ish, like how there's just a bunch of like really good comedians who kind of know they're funny and they're kind of just riffing and playing off each other. Like it's like a generational thing because we got to look at the SNL casts the same way right? in that it was like units of a certain type of funny people and it's not like one. Because my first thought is this is so different than Anchorman, but like what you're saying is true. It's like an ensemble cast of funny people, even though... Like Rodney Dangerfield and Bill Murray are not necessarily known as like these two, like right. a unit of people. It's just this certain type of comedy that I just really enjoy. But it was great. Loved yeah. it. Even though it kind of it stays well in the eighties with a lot of its uh, uh, yes. Racial we did. We just kind of oh. didn't. We didn't really decide right not to those. talk about the problematic aspects of it. But there can we are agree? Plenty. This is that not an endorsement. It's, it's it a great thing that we now realize that things are an issue. Yes, we cannot go back and remake Caddyshack and make them not an issue. Correct. Women just, should not be forced to be naked in movies. Can we all agree? I mean, sure. Yes. If that, we've learned my anything petition. this season, it's that. Change.org. <laughs> we've learned anything this season. <laughs> All the movies we've covered. Colleen, what, are the your, one what are your theme. parting thoughts on Caddy Show? Uh, I'm going to go. From your golf days. I, that was a great movie. Uh, if I was going to rank it, 
I would go, I'm going to do seven out of 10 crazy golf pants. <laughs> oh, that's crazy golf pants. That's really great. Okay, I'm going to give this movie eight out of eight caper movies this season. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> eight out of eight. I was going to give this uh, 9.5 out of 10 animal-shaped plastic explosives. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. It was great. It was was, great. I loved it. What a great close to Mm -hmm. season five of the movie bin. I feel like we need to play like vitamin C's. Like We've already did did that. We did that for the... We've already done that for Maybe we just do Green Days, Wake Me Up When September Ends. (gasps) Well, it's August. Right. But like we should just... We'll come back in September. No, we're not. Mary, I I think you're under something. We'll be back in October for season six. Scary movies. (laughs) Wow, Colleen's just making up stuff, shooting from the hip. (laughs) I'm making up stuff. You're making up stuff. We're all making up stuff here, but scary movies? We could go scary. I don't know. You said October. Okay, we'll see you next season. No, we'll just decide soon. But stay in touch. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Email Mary. She's not checking it. We didn't get any emails all season. Well, I don't say that. We don't really say the email address hardly ever. Movie bin nineteen ninety at gmail.com. We also want to thank our 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 largest amount of heartfelt gratitude. I feel like that's the same. Like, what right? are you trying to say? How do you say the <laughs> utmost it's gratitude? Thank you, thank you <laughs> to our audio engineer Alex Thompson. He's the greatest. Yeah, way to go, Alex's tropicals fishes and even Torians. more heart than he has beard. <laughs> Great uh, man, and even better. Sound engineer. Sound engineer. That's not That's true, That's terrible. They just That's the Great sound engineer. Even better, man. There you go. <laughs> you get to choose. You've heard it here first. We love you. We we'll love see you next year. Okay, bye. Bye. Want some? Oh, give me some. Who asked you? Come on, I'm asking. Joey, ask would you please? Get Joey, out of here. would. Hey, thanks a lot.